This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. And who do you think is the busiest leader in the world? Well, this week, we have a clear winner. It's Russian President Vladimir Putin. He is handling two major crises, neither of which is happening inside Russia. First, the mandatory standoff in Ukraine, and second, the unrest in Kazakhstan. Like Putin, we'll begin with Ukraine. The talks between the U.S. and Russia have begun in Geneva. The U.S. is represented by Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman. Russia is represented by Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Rybkov. Remember, Putin wants some big concessions here. He wants to veto Ukraine's NATO membership. He does not want Ukraine to join the NATO. And he wants the alliance, NATO, to vacate Eastern Europe, Russia's neighborhood, basically. The U.S. won't accept either. So two big no's. That sets the tone for the talks. And here's the most important thing that you must know about this meeting. Nobody is expecting a breakthrough. Not America, not Russia, not NATO. Listen to this. I don't think we can expect that these meetings will solve all the issues. Uh, what we are hoping for is that we can agree uh, on a way forward, that we can agree on a series of meetings, that we can agree on a process. Uh, so it's not realistic to expect that uh, when we have um, finished this week. Sums up the mood in Geneva. Multiple talks are scheduled throughout this week. The European Union is also expected to join them. But what are these world powers trying to achieve? The bare minimum. Preventing a war tops the agenda in Geneva. Nobody is even thinking about a lasting solution. And how can they? Ukraine is not even at the table, believe it or not. The West and Russia are negotiating Ukraine's future, but it's not on the table. They're meeting to decide if Ukraine will join the NATO. They're meeting to discuss if Russia will invade Ukraine. But not even a single Ukrainian is sitting at the table. In Kiev, there were protests against this setup. Every protester had the same question. If you're talking Ukraine, why haven't you invited Ukraine? I think it should not be this way without Ukraine. Ukraine must be present during those meetings because it is a more interested party than other countries, more interested party than Russia and United States. Ukraine must be sitting in the first row. And that's what these world powers, that's how these world powers work, in fact. They make pawns out of smaller nations, which brings us to Putin's crisis number two, the unrest in Kazakhstan. Most of the protesters have returned home there, not by choice, but by force. Nearly 164 people were killed in the crackdown. Around 8,000 have been detained. With Russia's help, Kazakhstan's president has sent a powerful message. Dissent will not be tolerated. After the protests were put down, regional leaders met to take stock. A special meeting of the CSTO was convened. That's the Collective Security Treaty Organization, CSTO. You can call it a Soviet NATO. All eyes were on Putin. How would he react to the protests? Would he lay out a roadmap for former Soviet states? Well, Putin's reaction was along expected lines. He blamed foreign agents for masterminding the protests. Of course, we understand that the events in Kazakhstan are not the first and not the last attempt at interfering in the internal affairs of our states from outside. 
I agree with the Belarusian president. The measures that the CSTO took made it clear that we would not let anyone destabilize the situation at our home and implement the so-called color revolution scenarios. The Russian president also sees the pattern. First Ukraine, then Belarus, now Kazakhstan. People are rising up in revolt. They're demanding real democracy. Russia has the manpower and the resources to put down such dissent. Can these other states do that? States like Belarus and Kazakhstan. How long before they are overwhelmed? Leaders of the ex-Soviet states are asking the same question. The Kazakh president, for instance, is calling this a coup attempt. The president says that he has arrested a former head of the Kazakh spy agency. Rumor is there was an internal power struggle in Kazakhstan. But that doesn't discount the urgency of the protests. For now, this unrest has given Putin a reason to directly interfere in Kazakhstan. His troops are deployed inside the Kazakh borders. America says these Russian soldiers are there to stay. Putin says they will leave once the mission is over. But the real question is, has Russia stretched itself too thin? Remember, this is not the Russia of the 20th century. It's got the military for war, but not the economy. So has Putin overplayed his hand by focusing on both Ukraine and Kazakhstan at the same time? And how long can he keep acting as the local sheriff? We'll keep tracking this story for you.